through our many engagements daily. We support airmen in emergency financial distress. We help their families achieve their educational goals. And we improve quality of life through our proactive community programs. This is Airmen Helping Airmen, a podcast brought to you by the Air Force Aid Society and our generous donors who support airmen and their families. Each episode, we will strive to bring a smile, spark an idea, or perhaps even having you shed a tear. We will share airmen and their family stories in their voice and show you how the Airmen Helping Airmen philosophy still drives our mission today. But why is that important? Because none of it's possible without you. In this episode of Airmen Helping Airmen, we're going to learn what it takes to apply for the General Hap Arnold Grant, speak with the 5th Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, and hear from one of this year's grant recipients. Hi, this is Jennifer Brill from the Education Department. I'm here to talk about our supplemental education loans. Service members whose dependents completed the General Henry Arnold grant application are eligible for an interest-free supplemental loan up to $1,000 per each undergraduate student to reimburse for incidental expenses such as books, fees, and curriculum required materials. Loan applications are sent in early August with a deadline of 1 October. Once the loan is approved, checks are mailed to the service member and repayment is made by allotment from active duty or retired pay or from a personal checking account. As I mentioned, in order to be eligible for the loan, you must first apply for the grant. And here to talk about our grant program is Sarah. Hi all, I'm Sarah McNulty with the Education Department of the Air Force Aid Society. I'll be talking to you about our bread and butter of the Education Department, the General Henry H. Arnold Grant. Our Arnold Grant is our needs-based education program with a budget of around $5.5 million awarded each year to over 2,000 students. The application can be found on our website and is available from early January through April 30th with award notifications going out by mid-June to our applicants. When we receive your HAP Arnold application, we are also identifying incoming freshmen with an outstanding academic record. In May, we send out emails to these students to compete for the Merit Scholarship. These students are required to write a 500-word essay on a specific topic in order to be considered. Our team then reviews these essays, and each member gives the essay a score to determine Merit Scholarship recipients. For the 2020 school year, we awarded 20 students for a total of $100,000 in Merit Scholarships. An important and meaningful aspect of our grant program is the named grant, which is a grant carrying the name of an individual or organization exemplifying service to the Air Force. And now Jennifer will give us more details about the named grant process. After our grant awards are selected and students are notified in June, we follow up with them in August each year with a named education grant. These named grants do not provide additional funding, but allow us to memorialize General Arnold and other individuals and organizations exemplifying service to the Air Force and its traditions. We have different criteria for each named grant, such as being a child of an active duty member, the member being stationed on a certain base, or a student attending a certain college. This year, we have added a new named grant for retired Chief Master Sergeant Bob Gaylar. Myself and the Air Force Aid Society's top leadership got to talk with retired Chief Master Sergeant Robert D. Gaylor. 
Hello, Chief Bob Gaylor. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. It's uh, we're in a hundred and two degree run of about six days, so it's uh, unbearable outside. We need rain badly, but uh, I don't know why that surprises us. It goes on every year in San Antonio. Well, everybody's uh, on, so if if uh, if you want to say hi, everybody, you can. Hello, Chief uh, Jan Hopper. How are you? Oh my gosh, General Hopper, it's so good to see you. Good to see you yeah. as well. Trisha, Trisha Hopper told me to tell you hello. I'm well, working. she's a sweetheart. Yeah, that's very good. I appreciate that. My goodness. Great memories of our serving together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hi, Chief. Linda Getwich. I'm the Chief Operating Officer, and I, I work with General Hopper and John, Chief John Farrell. It's nice to see you today. Thank you. Thank you. It, it, I'm very honored by what's happening here in my uh, life. Your podcast. You're, you're a fascinating person to listen to. <laughs> I, uh, you know, when I think of all the things that I'm uh, not very good at, mechanical, electrical, I, I've concluded I was put on earth to talk. <laughs> Well, you do a real good job. Of I always share your Wednesdays with the chief, with the troops there. You know, we have a, we're lean mean. There's only 19 of us. So I, I send that out, and then I send them out to, since I wore the diamond for 10 years, I send them out to all the first sergeant groups as well. So they always look forward to every Wednesday. Thank you for what you're doing. Well, thank you, John. It, uh, uh, it was Carol's idea. In uh, March, we were having Sunday breakfast, and Carol and my grandson, Trey, uh, said, uh, we have an idea, you know, in this time of, of uh, having to stay at home, uh, why don't you uh, go on Facebook maybe and say a few words? And I said, what what I have to do? He said, just uh, talk. I, said, well, I can do that. <laughs> but I never thought we'd have the response we've had. And, and the uh, it's been very, rewarding and enlightening. I've enjoyed it. I think it's uh, given me something to do uh, in these in this tough time. I think it's fair to say, Chief, that you are the most loved Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, by far. At least when well, I talk to my uh, peers, I hear that. That's uh, the words my mother said. <laughs> I like people. I, I enjoy being with people and, uh, and meeting people and interacting and being silly and I, I just love to be with people. I grew up in a family of there were eight of us, five boys, three girls. We were born in an 11-year period so we truly grew up having to take care of one another. Sir, I really appreciate it. I don't know how many times I have to continuously say thank you to uh, General Hopper, Colonel Lee, and Chief Farrell, and of course LaToya, because I have met some of my idols and people I didn't even know were my idols in the Air Force, being a former Security Forces uh, canine handler. And I, I'm, I don't know if you're aware, but Security Forces was my career field. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, when I left uh, Lackland as a, a basic trainee, I left without knowing my career field. And when I got to Waco Air Base, uh, Waco, Texas, a two-striper at that time called Corporal, in personnel, he said, uh, okay, Gaylor, my job is to find you a career field. I said, okay, he said, well, actually, you're, you're uh, lucky. 
I can offer you three choices. He said, I'm not always able to do that, but you can be a, a cook, firefighter, or military policeman. And at that moment, I was somewhat disappointed. None of the three uh, uh, really appealed to me. I had, I had visions of being air traffic control, you know, uh, land on runway 32. And so I blurted out, uh, I'll take MP. And that's how I became. He, he wrote a name on a piece of paper and, uh, and uh, gave me directions. And I remember walking across a parade field, dragging my duffel bag, asking myself, what just happened? And uh, <laughs> I, became a, I became a policeman. Matter of fact, there were no tech schools then. So I performed duty Two days after my arrival, I guarded the finance building from one in the morning till five in the morning, armed with a World War II uh, 30 caliber carbine that I had never fired. Oh and uh, I remember being uh, vigilant and scared to death. I, I meant if someone had come around, I might have shot them because <laughs> uh, I, I had had no preparation. Uh, and that, that was my uh, beginning of, of being a cop. Less than three years service. So, so sir, quick question. I have to ask you because it was it was uh, one of those folklores passed down through security forces. Um, I believe one of my uh, last, I was my class was one of the last ones that actually went out to do um, training on uh, the aircraft marching back and forth. Do you still remember how many rivets were in the plane? No, but I used to remember, I think, uh, around a B-52, something like 324 steps or something like that. So, <laughs> so Chief, you, you, of course, grew our Air Force as you grew up. Can you, can you relate to us, perhaps? Uh, there haven't always been Chief Master Sergeants. And with the senior enlisted mm -hmm. leadership, how it's grown uh, over the years. And Jay, in 1957, I was a master sergeant with eight years service. And I thought, well, I'm at the end of the line. There's, there's no further opportunity for me in advancement. So I went to personnel and filled out paperwork to apply to become a warrant officer. And I had to go for an official photo and there was considerable preparation. Here, here I was waiting for word on on my uh, uh, application and I got a letter back from the Air Force and it said your application is returned without action. It said we are uh, announcing two new enlisted grades and therefore we are not selecting any more warrant officers at this time. And sure enough in 1958 they announced senior master sergeant and then in 1959 they took 626 of those original seniors and promoted them to chief with one year grade simply to get the grade started well believe it or not general hopper the the, the question among the enlisted force was what do chiefs do there was considerable confusion in in these new ranks so it took a while. There was there were what you call growing pains. <laughs> now, growing pains are an essential part of being a young kid growing up. But let's hear from one young adult 
who now has one less worry as she sets out for her degree. Hi, I'm Madison Reuter, and I am one of this year's recipients of the General Hap Arnold grant. And I have the honor of receiving this grant in the name of retired Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, Robert D. Gaylor. Now let's take a listen to Madison reading her essay that she submitted. How I improved myself or helped my community during the COVID-19 pandemic slash quarantine. The coronavirus pandemic has resulted in unprecedented events worldwide, the most impactful of which arguably being the global shutdown. This shutdown cleared everyone's calendars, and for the first time in human history, everyone was stuck at home, and their week's activities were entirely up to them. Some people took this opportunity to take some much-needed downtime. Others began to work out and began self-improvement activities, while some were consumed with boredom and cut their own bangs and baked banana bread. Personally, I viewed the time as an opportunity to further work toward self-improvement. I spent time improving in many ways. I began to take online classes through Khan Academy and other sources to aid in college preparation. I committed to getting on a better daily routine, which included exercising, reading, and going to sleep and waking up at reasonable times every day. As an aspiring engineer at Texas A&M, I researched skills that I would need to be sharp on in order to excel, and began learning and improving on those skills such as learning how to code using the Python programming language. I completed multiple courses on proper financial management and investments in an effort to best ensure a secure future for myself financially. Due to the global nature of the coronavirus pandemic, it also seemed fitting to learn a new language. So I dedicated time to studying Russian, a language I will employ during my future as an aerospace engineer at NASA. Overall, the quarantine period offered by the coronavirus pandemic allowed me the ability to improve myself in ways I was previously not able to. My personal experience wasn't uniform with everyone, however, and it later became clear that the stress of the global situation was not something that everyone could helpfully maintain. Due to that, I took it upon myself to consistently check in on friends of mine who I knew were at an increased risk of stress due to other pre-existing mental stressors. I was also able to help others the stresses of the coronavirus pandemic more when I began caring for a seven-year-old girl with Down syndrome and autism. She'd become unruly since school shut down, and by watching her, I was able to offer her family a much-needed break from the around-the-clock stress that comes with raising special needs children. It was a truly humbling experience to be able to significantly and directly help a family through the difficulties of the coronavirus pandemic the way I was able to. I have learned many things from these past few months of isolation. Surprisingly, the biggest of those is community. It has been remarkable to watch and be a part of people coming together through this, while also incapable of physically being together. It is a testament to human resilience and the unwavering and selfless commitment of communities as a whole uh, show towards nonstop improvement for a better, brighter future for us all. Uh, when I got the award, it was relieving because I've worked nonstop these past couple years and put as much money towards college as possible because I want to start out life not being in debt and having to worry about that. And so it was such a relief uh, whenever I saw that award come in that I didn't have to be the one to keep working and working my way through college instead of like working on my studies to where I was able to kind of take a sigh of relief that I was given that assistance and that someone else was there to help me with that. 
Not only did we get Madison to read her essay, but we also got to capture the moment where Madison and Chief Gaylor met for the first time. Hi, um, I'm Madison Reuter, and I am just so um, glad that I get to meet you, and I'm thankful for all the support that y'all have done for me. It's my pleasure, Madison. Uh, now, what is your plan? Do you know yet where you're going to be going? Uh, yes, sir. I'm leaving for A&M tomorrow, um, and I'm going to be majoring in aerospace engineering and minoring in astrophysics. And I'm glad the uh, society selected you to receive support. Uh, I, I would say it appears to be just a great investment in your in your future. Thank you all so much. Uh, you have any uh, any uh, parting words you want to give everybody, like your plans or anything? First of all, I want to start out with thanking all of y'all, not only for your service in the military, but your continued service afterwards. Um, it just shows the kindness that is in all of y'all's hearts. And I just truly appreciate that y'all would choose to show that kindness towards me um, in my path. But I, I hope that we continue to stay in touch in the future. So I kind of see myself continuing on Chief Gaylor's legacy by just striving for greatness. Uh, one thing that he really emphasized was humility, and I will strive to do that. He, honestly, he struck me as a really genuine and good down-to-earth kind of guy, and I hope to be able to resemble that uh, throughout my career. And I believe that in doing so, I will be able to continue on his legacy, and I'll be able to uh, remember him in the things that I'm doing. I mean, I was really thankful towards the Air Force Aid Society. I'd like to thank the Air Force A Society's top leadership for joining me with Chief Gaylor in our interview. I'd also like to thank Madison Reuter, one of this year's grant recipients, for joining us. I also can't forget Jennifer Brill and Sarah McNulty for explaining and breaking down the process of the General Hap Arnold grant. Though this is our season finale, we'd like to thank all of our donors who continue to donate to the Air Force Aid Society and truly believe in the Airmen Helping Airmen mission. To all the listeners, all the donors, all the participants in this season. Remember, none of this is possible without you. Until next season, keep listening. <laughs>